0: Is this one on? So can I move up and down? It's all good. It says it's all good. Good. Wasn't sure. Um, Let's pray. And so Lord, we thank you for the privilege to be here this morning. I pray you will guide my words and thoughts. That they will bring glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that he alone will be seen. I pray that believers will be encouraged and sinners will be converted, that they will come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. um, I have PowerPoints on the message uh, this morning and 50 slides my daughter said, oh, 50, you can't do 50. I said, oh, Northbrook, we are used to going till 1.30, so it's all good. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> so, as you can recall, uh, if you have been here, the last time I spoke was sometimes in August. And I said, let's talk more about Jesus. And let's leave COVID behind. Because uh, everywhere I go, It's all COVID, more COVID, more COVID. Very little is said of Jesus. And so COVID seems to have taken over our lives. So uh, like my little boy prayed, he said, he's praying for COVID to be banished or crushed. So I joined him in his prayer, crushed. So, and the last time I spoke, I spoke on Jesus today. What is Jesus doing today? So today, I'm going to continue on the theme of Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, all right. And uh, I am going to talk about Behold the Man. We will probably not finish today. We'll probably not finish the next time, but we will start. I've been in Canada for almost 30 years. I've been to movie theater just once. Because I was dragged and uh, dragged in, remember that movie called The Passion of Christ? Somebody bought the ticket and said, you must go. Brother, email, you must go. I said, all right, let's go. It was interesting to watch. So I want to talk about the Lord Jesus Christ, the pathway of his passion and uh, hopefully you will be blessed. The, my goal is to help you to think more about the Lord Jesus Christ. And to think more about the Bible. Jesus deserves our attention. And deserves our worship and our praise. And so the life of a believer must be lived in the light of the Father. Jesus must be central in all that we do. And so hopefully you will be blessed. This morning, as we speak. Now this song, some of you are familiar with this. Again, I learned this in North America. I didn't know it in Nigeria many years ago. King of my life, I crown thee now. Thine shall the glory be, lest I forget. The composer of this song did a fantastic job. Fantastic job. Because the Lord Jesus wants to be remembered. Remembered. And he wants to be remembered in a certain way, his death on the cross. That's how he wants to be remembered. He said, lest I forget thy thorn crown brow, lead me to Calvary. Lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget thine agony, lest I forget thy love for me, lead me to Calvary. It's a dangerous thing to forget God's love and to forget the thing that Jesus went through so that we might be free. Oh, This was supposed to be one question at a time, but it came in all together. So we'll take it that way. I think they converted it to PDF, right? That's what happened. All right, so I don't want to be the only one talking. So I want you to participate. And here we go. The first question: What was the most common title that Jesus used for Himself? Son of Man, Son of man. Savior. Savior. Which one? The lamb. the lamb. For this one, there is a right answer. <laughs> Sometimes there are no right answers, but this one has one. So, now uh, go back. So, check it out. At least 32 times in the gospel, in Matthew, he refers to himself as the son of man. At least 26 times in Luke, he refers to himself as the son of man. At least 10 times in John, he refers to himself as the son of man. And at least 15 times in Mark, he refers to himself as the son of man. So it might worth trying to find out what that means. That's an assignment for you. Okay? <laughs> the second one I was handed a book on Sunday is what was Jesus dying wish to the disciples. What was that? Spread the gospel. Spread the gospel. That, that, was the, that was the reason wish, but there was a dying wish. He said, do this, do this in remembrance of me. He doesn't want to be remembered in any other way apart from the, his death. He said, do this, always make sure you do this. It's unfortunate that uh, many churches have relegated this to non-activity. It's done. It's a tag on once a month. So we have all this worship that goes on. But we forget his dying wish, which is do this in remembrance of me. So it becomes a tag on. So I hope you don't forget because it takes us back to his death. It gets more fun. How many trials did Jesus face on the way to the cross? This is the right answer, two. (laughs) Students of the Bible. Remember, this is Northbrook Bible Chapel. So how many trials did he face on the way to the cross? Don't be afraid to be wrong. There are no pass marks. Just, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm trying to jog your memory so that you know you will get back to scriptures to read. Three. Somebody said three. Two. Somebody said two. Five. Somebody said five. Seven. Somebody said seven. There's only there's, there's a right answer on this one, and the right answer has not been mentioned. One. All right. So I'd like to suggest to you that there were six trials. Six. And I'm speaking today on the trials of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because I suspect that's something that we don't pay close attention to. Okay. How long was the time between Jesus' arrest, trial, and crucifixion? Just a ballpark time frame, ballpark. How long? How many days, how many months, how many hours, how many years? How long was the time? How many? Did you say five days? Okay. There's, there's, also, there's also a relative right answer to this. So it's not open bound. So it's, there's, there's a bound, you know, some agreeable bound. I'm getting you engaged. This is good. This is good. We'll get to the message. Don't worry. I I, I was sure I wasn't going to finish. So less than a. Day. Of course, it's less than a day. <laughs> that's that's accurate. Yeah. Nine hours. Roughly. Yeah. Nine 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 twelve. Yeah. All of those kind of answers are more reasonable. Yeah. I I, I thought it was less than nine, but I read something else that. A lot that made me adjust a little bit. I would say, I would say, uh, I would say between nine and and thirteen. I'll say that. Now I like you to think about that. Somebody is arrested, and within nine hours is crucified. Let's talk about justice and our rights, and how we fight for them. So this is why it gets interesting. He's arrested, and within nine hours, he's convicted and crucified. So, lest I forget thy love for me, lest I forget thy agony, lead me to Calvary. It's the last one, this is, which is also interesting. I'm not sure I have all the answer or have the answer for this. Why did Jesus have to go through trials instead of going straight to the cross? Great answer, because it is written. It is, it is written, yeah, yeah? To, to prove his innocence. The lamb must be spotless. I'm sure there are answers to this. Now, these questions are meant to jog your memory. You've done most of the preaching. Thank you. So let's go on and then make sure you remember them because I will probably come back to them. Death. Jesus' constant companion. Nobody loves to talk about death. In fact, if if you were my friend and as we are walking along, I'm talking about death today. And talking about uh, death, uh, maybe tomorrow or day after, at some point you'll probably say, there's something wrong with this guy. Maybe I should stay away from him. But this was Jesus' constant companion. I put my notes down so that sometimes you can read, sometimes I can sit, talk to it. So if you can read, that's good. Hopefully you can see. He was born to die. <clears throat> Herod was after him at the age of two. You know that. They had to take him to Egypt. Prophecies concerning his death were on his mind. Psalm 22 was shared a, a while back. I believe Isaiah 53 is one of the most read verses in this chapel. And at 33, most men are beginning their career. You will agree with me, even less than that. But he was ending his. And his purpose for coming is expressed in Isaiah 53. A lamb led to the slaughter. We've heard lots lot of messages on lamb, so we are probably familiar with this. You know, when his mother gave birth to him, it's possible. She was thinking of him being a lawyer, a rabbi, or possibly a doctor. Isn't that the most sought-out professions in our land? Lawyers, doctors, engineers. I'm an engineer, so I'm not pulling down engineers. So And parents dream about how my child will become an engineer, the best engineer, the best doctor, because that will make them something. So, but Jesus didn't marry. To keep on the family name, things that we think are so important and so valuable, He wasn't even there to take care of his aging mother who were told her this morning because death was constantly in his mind. I want you to think about that. Jesus' constant companion. I put these verses up for a reason. Jesus spoke a great deal about his death. And he spoke a great deal about his death to his disciples. Before he got to the cross, he was talking about his death. I'm sure that when Peter, James, and John decided to become his disciples, they first saw him as a good teacher, a rabbi. And later on, they saw him as the Messiah, one who will restore the kingdom to Israel. Certainly, they didn't sign up for his death. And you will see that shortly as we read. So, you see Matthew, sorry, Matthew 16, he speaks about it. And then Matthew 19, Matthew 20, Matthew 26. All through this, he's constantly talking about death. And... Uh, In Matthew 16, following the incident in which Peter refers to Jesus Christ that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. This is what Jesus did. We read. Now, you will notice today I have lots of scriptures because I believe scriptures reading is a good thing. You should know the word of God and be familiar with it. In fact, if you don't remember what I say but remember what the Bible says or the scripture read, that is extremely profitable. So let's read together Matthew 16. He said, from that time, after Peter had said you are the Christ, the son of the living God, from that time, Jesus began to point out to his disciples that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and to suffer many things from the elders, the chief priests, and scribes and to be killed and to be raised up on the third day. I believed when he started talking, he said from that day, that means the conversation began. When he told the disciples, it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem to suffer many things from the elders, they listened. To suffer many things from the chief priests, they probably listened, and scribes and be killed. As soon as they heard that, they stopped listening because he added something else and be raised again, up again on the third day. Peter did not hear that one. All he heard, killed. And yet Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him saying, God forbid, Lord, this shall never happen to you. Notice Jesus' words to Peter. Peter. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me for you are not setting your mind on God's purposes, but men. So, why did he have to go through this? It was the purpose of God. It was necessary. God had ordained that that would happen. Notice, in Matthew 17, to 23, after Matthew 16, and while they were gathering together in Galilee, Jesus said to them, the Son of Man, that title all over your Bible, is going to be handed over to men and they will kill him and he will be raised again on the third day and they were deeply grieved. He's talking about his death and he's talking to his disciples. And then he moves on. Jesus again spoke about his imminent death. This is Matthew 20, 17 to 19. You notice I've spoken in Matthew 16, Matthew 17, Matthew 20. He's not yet on the cross. He's not yet been tried. He's just saying this is going to happen. You better be prepared that this is what's going to happen. As Jesus was about to go up to Jerusalem, he took the 12 disciples aside by themselves, and on the road he said to them, Behold, behold we are going up to Jerusalem and the son of man will be handed over to the chief priests and scribes. Notice. And they will condemn him to death and they will hand him over to the Gentiles to mock and flock and crucify. And on the third day, he will be raised. Now I want you to see the mind and the heart of the Lord Jesus Christ. The future, at least as in the immediate future, doesn't look that great. I, I could, if I was his disciple, and I'm hearing this being drummed in uh, day in day out, I will be deeply grieved, deeply troubled, and they were. And then two days before the storm in Jerusalem Jesus again alerted the disciples about his coming death when that's in Matthew 26 when Jesus had finished all these words he said to his disciples you know that after two days the passover is coming and the son of man is to be handed over for crucifixion it was in his mind and uh, It wasn't because he had done anything wrong. It wasn't because he was guilty of anything. But he knew that there has to be remedy for sin. And he he has come to pay the price. So he was thinking about you, he was thinking about me while pondering on this. Not happy. What happened? Good. All right. And now we get to Matthew 26. Now when Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster veil of very expensive perfume. And she poured it on his head as he was reclining at the table. Notice what happened. But the disciples were indignant. They were upset. They were angry when they saw this and said, why this waste? Why this waste? For this perfume could have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. Her perfume. She poured it on him. Uh, Usually John would say, Judas alone was the one that was upset. But here we notice that everyone else was upset. And they call it waste. They call it waste. But Jesus, aware of this, and they call it waste, and they also said, we really, really, really like the poor. We have sold this, gotten all the money, and taken care of the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, why are you bothering the woman? For she has done a good deed for me. For you will always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. There's no way we are going to banish the poor. They will always be around. Okay, so keep that in mind. And uh, if you want to reach out to the poor, please do. But he said, you will not always have me. For when she poured this perfume on my body, she did this to prepare me for burial. He's 33 years old. His abled body is not sick. And he's talking about death. Will you still follow him if you are his disciple? I'd like to suggest to you that the disciples had something. They saw something in this man After he had spoken for so many times about death, yet they stuck with him and they stayed with him. There was something about them that made them to stay with him. I'm sure if you looked at this message of death being proclaimed, you probably see, this is not my future. This is not my portion. This is not the person I want to follow. Maybe I need to move on and do something else. But they stuck with him and they stayed with him. He said, truly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told in memory of her. So once Jesus had spoken about his death so many times, on so many occasions, we've read from Matthew 16, 17, 20, 26, speaking about this incident, this event, many things happened. There was the Last Supper. We always remember that. There was midnight in the garden. John well spoke on that. The garden of Gethsemane. And Jesus was arrested. The next event is the trials. I'd like to visit that today. As I said, there were six. And Jesus went through all of them. So I am not going to be able to cover the six. But I will give you a brief outline on the six. Six. Possibly cover, I was planning to cover four. It's five after or so, or six after, so bear with me. We need to remember a great song again. Man of Sorrows. What a name. Music is one of the best ways to meditate and to worship the Lord. And I thank God for the gift of music. I thank God for those Who think on these things and are able to translate them into words. It allows us to think about the Lord and to meditate on the Lord. This is one of those great songs again. It says, Man of sorrows, what a name. For the Son of God who came, ruined sinners to reclaim. Hallelujah. What a savior. Again, I learned it in North America when I showed up here. It's a great song. It's good to know the words and then let it play in your head because the words are very scriptural and they just uh, remind you of his suffering. Jesus trials, that's what we want to look at. A few of them this morning. So let's have a brief summary of these trials. God before his creatures. There were three religious trials that happened. Jewish, so the first one was before Ananias and Caiaphas was the next one and then the Sanhedrin or the Council of Elders. The charge against him was blasphemy. Two trials were held at night. This is illegal in the Jewish custom to try somebody, interrogate somebody at night. But it was done. And not only that, in Jewish tradition, when somebody is uh, convicted or, or at least is brought before for a criminal trial, there has to be witnesses, credible witnesses. And before verdict is rendered, the people that are supposed to render verdict are supposed to have at least two days off. Think about what they've heard, the Sanhedrin, and, and ponder on it and within those two days that it's supposed to be somber days they're not supposed to drink and they're supposed to be resting so that their mind is clear and so that they can have sound judgment. Like we said, the verdict on the Lord Jesus Christ under the Jewish uh, uh, con, uh, construct or the Jewish context was rendered less than 9 hours the two days of rule did not apply he was sent straight to be crucified now not only that <clears throat> the way it's supposed to work because they have the Jewish council the sanhedrin everyone is supposed to vote and they're supposed to vote secretly and it's supposed the vote is supposed to be done from the youngest to the oldest the reason is this let me speak a little bit of yoruba allow me so that the alagbas will not influence the little ones <laughs> they understood what i said just so that the elders the elders will not influence the younger ones that's why the younger go first and then the next the next they don't want the oldest person to vote and then others say oh he voted this way so i have to make sure i follow so that i don't incur his wrath So normally the votes or the verdict should be from the youngest to the oldest. The Lord Jesus did not receive any of this. So there were three religious trials and there were three civil trials by the Romans. At this time, the Jews were ruled by the Romans. And Pilate was the governor of Judea and Herod was the governor of Galilee. So there was trial by Pilate. Pilate didn't see what was he had done wrong. So he sent him to Herod. And Herod didn't see anything wrong, so he returned him to Pilate. And Pilate still didn't see anything wrong. But the people were screaming, crucify him, crucify him. And then he had to wash his hands, Remember? And then he sent him to be crucified. So from arrest, trial, and crucifixion, less than 13 hours. Now I want you to think about this because the Lord Jesus is not going through this because he has done something wrong. In fact, I was reading this morning that this cup of suffering was handed to him by his father for us so that he might go through some of this pain. So let's see. Uh, time? Hmm. Trial number one. Jesus before Ananias. The trial was at 1 a.m. How many court trials do you know that take place at 1 a.m.? This was the beginning for the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's read. So the Romans cohort and commanders and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him and brought him to Ananias first. That's how we know he was the first man, the first trial. For he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year. Now Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jews that it was in the best interest for one man to die on behalf of the people. The high priest, Ananias, then questioned Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. Jesus answered him, I have spoken openly to the world. I always taught in synagogues and in the temple area where all the Jews congregate and I said nothing in secret. Why are you asking me? Ask those who have heard what I spoke to them. Look, these people know what I said. But when he said this, one of the officers who was standing nearby struck Jesus saying, Is that the way you answer the high priest? Jesus answered him, if I have spoken wrongly, testify of the wrong. But if rightly, why do you strike me? So Ananias sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. So again, this man has begun the trial, interrogated him. And uh, we read that together. Sent him to Caiaphas. Illegal, this trial, at night. Sent him bound trial number two around 3am most of us are probably snoring having our deepest sleep Jesus was being tried he was being brought to Caiaphas because the father had ordained that this would be let's read those who had arrested Jesus led him away to Caiaphas the high priest where the scribes and the elders were gathered together Now the chief priest and the entire council kept trying to obtain false testimony against Jesus so that they might put him to death. The outcome was determined. So they were looking for testimonies. They did not find any, even though many false witnesses came forward, but later on two came forward and said, this man stated, I'm able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. The high priest stood up and said to him, Do you offer no answer for what these men are testifying against you? But Jesus kept silent. Silent as he stood accused. That's a song line. He kept silent. And the high priest said to him, I place you under oath by the living God to tell us whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, you have said it yourself. But I tell you from now on, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. In the midst of trial, is reminding them that the future is bright and that is in control. He's telling them from now on, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, he has blasphemed. What further need do we have of witnesses? See, you have now heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They answered, he deserves death. He deserves death. Then they spit on his face and beat him with their fist. And others slapped him and said, prophesy to us you christ who is the one that hit you the trial has begun now they are beating you're not supposed to be beating a criminal or even if a criminal a normal criminal you're not supposed to do that but it was done to the lord jesus christ look for witnesses to put him to death for false witnesses incoherent testimonies jesus kept silence. And when he asked him and said, I place you under oath, Jesus answered, But I tell you from now on, you will see the Son of Man. 3 a.m., illegal trial. Of course, he tore his clothes, accused Jesus of blasphemy, all concord, Jesus deserves to die. They spat on his face, they slapped him, they mocked him, and they made fun of him. Silent as he stood accused. Why? Have you ever pondered why? The one who was able to command legions of angels or legions of demons to leave somebody. The one who spoke to the storms and said, Hush, be still, and it was still. And the one who raised the dead. All of these events happened before this event. He had all the power, all the ability. Yet he put it under control. Why? Why will he do that? I'd like to suggest to you, it's because of the love of God. He had you and me in mind, and he knew that it was worth it to pay the price for our sin. Now let's move on. Hopefully we can get beyond trial number three. So now, Ananias, the former high priest, has questioned him, and said something to the effect, what are you teaching? Where are your disciples? And Jesus said, I've been teaching in public. Everybody knows what I've said. So Ananias has sent him to Caiaphas, the high priest, but Caiaphas had some of his friends around, brought witnesses, and they've you know, testified. None of the witnesses thing agreed. So Caiaphas has torn his clothes, said, are you the Christ? And Jesus said, you've said so, but you will see the Son of Man coming in glory. So, Everybody has retired to their room after they've beaten him, they spat on him you know, and did all of that. So now they are going to assemble in the council where the proper trial is supposed to take place. So this was like pre-trials now in the council. So Jesus before the council of elders. When it was day, we know, when it was there, the council of elders of the people assembled both chief priests and scribes and they led him away to their council chamber saying, if you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, if I tell you, you will not believe. And if I ask a question, you will not answer. But from now on, from now on, the son of man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. And they said, so you are the son of God. And he said to them, You say correctly that I am. And then they said, What further need do we have of testimony? For we have heard it ourselves from his mouth. Now, the proper thing to do at this time was to get testimonies, retire, and have two days' break, think about what they've heard, and then reassemble. No, that wasn't what was done to the Lord Jesus Christ. He was sent straight to Pilate. He was sent straight to Pilate. Now let's notice a few things. The council of elders asked, if you are the Christ, tell Jesus answered, if I tell you, you would not believe. If I ask a question, you will not answer, but from now on, you will see the son of man. So they asked him if he was the son of God, and he said he was, and they said, we don't need any more need. So see what they did. The charges against him was blasphemy. He has blasphemy against God. That's a religious trial. Not enough for conviction in a Roman court. And so what did they do? The Sanhedrin took Jesus to Pilate, the Roman governor. The accusation of blasphemy never came up again. They have to fabricate new charges, insurrection and treason. That's what they did. Silent as he stood accused. Now I'm going to rush this trial before uh, Pilate, 6 a.m. There's an account in the book of Luke, there's an account in the book of John. And I'm mindful of the fact that time is gone. So, because I'm mindful, I am going to read Luke. We will come back to John next time. So, Jesus before Pilate. Then the entire assembly of them set out and brought him before Pilate and they began to bring charges against him saying, listen to the new church. We find this man misleading our nation and forbidding us to pay taxes to Caesar and saying that he himself is Christ A king. Now Pilate asked him, saying, So you are the king of the Jews. He answered him and said, It is as you say. But Pilate said to the chief priest and the crowds, I find no ground for charges. I hope you've noticed the nature of the new accusation. It's different. From what it was before. But this is what the Lord of Glory had to go through. Trial number four. Jesus before Pilate. John's account. Now what you find is this. When you read the scriptures. The gospels complement each other. The feeling, you know, some give you more details than the other, and when you put all of them together, you get a better picture of what has happened. And so it's always good to read the scripture as a whole. Then they brought Jesus from Caiaphas into the praetorium, and it was early, and they themselves did not enter the praetorium so that they would not be defiled, but might eat the Passover. These are people that are hypocrites of the highest order. They're accusing a man wrongly, but they won't step into the Roman court so that they won't be defiled, so that they can have the Passover. Therefore Pilate came out to them and said, what accusation are you bringing against this man? They answered and said to him, if this man was not a criminal, we would not have handed him over to you. So Pilate said to them, take him yourself and judge him according to your law. The Jews said to him, we are not permitted to put anyone to death. This happened so that the word of Jesus, which He said, indicating what kind of death He was going to die, will be fulfilled. So, therefore, Pilate entered the praetorium again and summoned Jesus and said to him, "You are the King of the Jews." Jesus answered, "Are you saying this on your own, or did others tell you about me?" Pilate answered, "I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief Please handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servant would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Therefore Pilate said to him, So, you are a king. Jesus answered, You say correctly that I am a king. For this purpose, I have been born, and for this, I have come into the world. Why did Jesus come into the world? He says, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, what is truth? And after saying this, he came out again and said to the Jews, and said to them, I find no grounds at all for charges in this case. No grounds for charges, yet he was charged. So the charges, this is where we are ending, so don't worry, we are not going to six. Misled the nation, he forbade them to pay taxes to Caesar. How could that be true? Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's came out of his mouth. He sent Peter to get a coin from the mouth of the fish so that they could pay taxes. And yet that was fabricated against the Lord, claimed to be king. And The Lord Jesus said, for this purpose I have been born and for this I've come into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone is of the truth, listens to my voice. What is truth? Pilate didn't wait to get the answer. Why? Why? Why will God allow this to happen? I want you to think about it in your mind and then formulate, in you know, a why? He did not sin. There was no sin in him. He did no wrong. But God allowed this to happen. Why? To fulfill prophecies. That's the first thing. It was prophesied. If we read there, We read it earlier. Jesus said, "Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem and all the things that have been written through the prophets, the Old Testament prophets, all the things that have been written through the prophets about the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be handed over to the Gentiles and will be ridiculed and abused and spit upon and after that flogged him, they will kill him and on the third day will rise. The disciples understood none of this, and the meaning of this statement was hidden from them. I'm rushing now. So that was the prophecies written in the time past, but there was immediate prophecy that Jesus gave. In Matthew 20, we read, and as Jesus was about to go up, it says again, behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and they will hand him over to the Gentiles to mock, flog, and crucify. He said, so Pilate said to him in John, take him yourself and judge him according to your law. The Jews said to him, we are not permitted to put anyone to death. He said, this happened so that the word of Jesus, which he said, indicating what kind of death, will be fulfilled. Because he loved us, that's why. So, the love of God and the cost of salvation. So, never you think that you know salvation is cheap, it's free to us, but it costs the Lord Jesus Christ something. And so we have to have that in our mind. Our response. I'm done. We need to sing. We should thank the Lord, we should praise the Lord that the Lord Jesus uh, patience did not expire during these trials. That he stood there, he took all of it in because of us. Now, I, I, I moved through this very quickly. There's a lot to be said. And all I, my intention this morning was to read the scriptures. Just to read the scriptures. But remember, I'd stop at four, so there is still more coming. All right. So let's sing this song. Let me pray and then we will sing this song and then we will go home. Think about the love of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your son and his willingness to suffer because of us so that we might have freedom and salvation. Thank you for him. In Jesus name. Amen. All right. So